Let's rock and roll. It is a wonderful night here. We're going to be talking about some AEW. Welcome back to the AEW All Elite Murder Theater podcast. We're very excited. We're in various locations here this evening, but it's going to be fun. How you doing tonight, Mr. Chris? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I uh, this there's a, a lot of wrestling this week. There is a lot of wrestling this week. How are you, Tammy? I am fabulous. Well, that's great. That's great. Let's get this kicked off. We had gosh, three a dark elevation and two darks. I mean, yeah, well, we had a special dark. Right. Which is like, you know, Hershey's special dark. I thought that was yeah. fun. That's funny. Hershey's special dark. <laughs> that's the chocolate. That's the one you only like when you're an adult. Right. That's the, that's the ones that are always Fancy left. man chocolate. Exactly. They're always left over in the Halloween bucket is the special yeah, right? dark. <laughs> you can always pick those up. Those are your desperation candies at the end of Halloween. <laughs> they really are. But <laughs> no longer. See that ghost behind me just I, I know. It was awesome. Craziness. <laughs> I, I'm in a haunted house. It's dope. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm not sure why they pulled the, the 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 extra dark this week, but hey, that's cool. I mean, I have no problem watching more wrestling. I'm I'm fine with that. It was cool. It was like kind of nice and short and sweet as four matches. So that was uh, that was pretty fun, and they were kind of like high profile matches. They weren't like, you know, you had some stars meeting some stars on there, you know, uh, yeah. or or dynamite people. I don't know how we want to phrase that, but you know, not you not your typical. Um, you know dark lineup there um so uh chris what did you think the best match was this week for the week so for, uh, for you, dark. you know that you know that trios match on elevation with yeah. um emmy sakura and uh there was geez who else was in there the bunny there yeah, was yeah, the bunny yeah. penelope yeah. Blue. so yeah. i had two other matches written down first yeah, but I'm i wanted that one instead because that was a really good match and that like triple submission thing at the end the bunnies just running around a circle that yep. was so that was so fun i really really liked that yeah that one was a cool it was diamante emmy sakura and the bunny for yes. sky blue heather reckless and queen Aminata. yes yeah that was yeah, that really was cool the triple down the rabbit hole is what they had so that yeah. was definitely fun what did you think tammy what was your favorite uh, I picked the same thing for the same exact reasons as my cousin. So uh, I did have an ad. All right. What's your ad? Uh, I would add that I, this is like, it was good. I got, I liked how it ended halfway through. And so it was the private party with the blade versus Dante, Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, it's just too much. Like, the, the other match was more organized with uh, Diamante, Emmy Sakura, and all of that, the bunny. But this one, at first, it was just, like, a lot going on. And I heard Chris going, there's a lot going on, <laughs> right? I bet you thought that. But then it got really good, and I loved the way it ended. Um, it's the abdominal the stretch. Finish. The abdominal um, yeah. stretches. Yep. Uh, say it again. They're called abdominal stretches, is what they all did. All three of them did. Well, it all worked at the end, and I really thought it was a fun match. So I, it was a contender, but the the other one just was definitely the winner. So that's all I have. I enjoyed those matches, but I really like the Yuta solo match. 
That one was one of did my it? favorites. Yeah, it did. Cool. And, I lo- and I also, that was kind of a tie between that and Hobbs and, and Lee and uh, Lee Johnson. So I like that one yeah. too. So those were yeah. two good ones, but yeah, I mean, there was, it was not, it was great entertainment regardless. Yeah. I, I think all of it was really good. So um, I think the storyline that I saw getting pushed a little bit, you know, there was, you know, you had your little um, trailers into like dynamite and, and rampage and stuff like that. But the one thing that I noticed that I think is going to be an important part of the storyline is how aggressive Julia was in both of yes. her masses. Right. Yes. That's exactly right. same. Yeah. Same. I mean, I think that that's probably, I mean, I think we all agree that that was the biggest kind of story push where she just had that nasty attitude and she just beat the shit out of her opponents, man. Just like, yeah, you know, I was, so I was watching the first match. Right. And I'm like, wow, Julia's really stepped it up. This is great. And I'm, right. I wrote down, I'm like, is she turning heel finally? Yeah. And then, and then there was in that second match afterward, where uh, the blondes are standing there and they're kind of looking at her like, like what just what's so going like, on now? Okay. So yes, that's what you want us to think. This is happening. Right. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. <laughs> I was super excited that they're finally doing that too. Yeah, I know. I mean, that was really cool. Like she's got that shit attitude and she's like ready to kick somebody's ass. And they're like, this is cool. I was like, okay, finally, let's keep pushing this. Let's keep pushing this. It's like, when is yeah. that other opportunity for her going to be for her to turn? What did you think, Tammy? What pushed the story for you? Do you think the same thing or you think it's something else? No, I think the same thing for sure. And then I would also add a couple other storyline pushes that were just like more minor sort of uh, hints at things uh, like uh, Hobbs challenged Dante and Dante came out. Yep, that was cool. And they all started brawling. So now that's setting up stuff between them, which, you know, those factions are already kind of having beef anyways. And Lee Moriarty challenged everyone in his promo. That's true. He did. So he's yeah. trying to come out strong, you know. He still has such a gentle voice when he does his promos. He needs, oh, I know. He's too happy, you know, like, but um, but he did say he's there to take down everyone. So I thought that's not like a whole storyline yet, but it's showing that he's gonna start stepping it up and challenging more and probably try to go for a title eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who, who, Chris, who stood out for you uh, of the unknowns or the people that don't get on TV a lot? Who, who stood out for you the most this week? So because I was so stoked about the Julia Hart thing, like I, I wrote her name down like 20 times like this. And, and when I look back, I'm like, OK, well, I obviously really thought a lot of this, but I've talked about her a lot. Um, Anthony Emery. And yeah. also uh, Casey Lennox. OK. Was Anthony Anthony Emery? Um, who who did he wrestle this week? Uh, I'm trying to look at. I, I, what's that? Was, um, was that Lee Moyardi's match? It, I I believe so. He had the green, the yeah, black and the green trunks and stuff. His name is Anthony Henry. Oh, Henry! I yes. thought I wrote that. I thought I wrote that weird, but yeah, that's that makes more sense. That's because that's exactly who I picked too, and I said well, that Anthony the, Henry. I'm yeah. sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. Anthony, I, I picked that same too because I'm like he's got he's got a great he could be a potentially great heel. That's the, exactly yeah, what I wrote. They, they ran that match really well too. <laughs> they did. I, that was he was one of my favorites too. I mean, I, that's what I wrote down. Go Anthony Henry, good heel quality. It's like. <laughs> 
What did you think, Tammy? Who stood out for you? Well, I'm now looking back at where I where's Anthony Henry on any of my notes. He was on Lee Moriarty. He was on it. Oh Edward. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I didn't put anything. Okay, so uh new talent. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I don't know, no new talents were super exciting to me, but I did put um uh Arian Alanis from the Glum a gun club match, maybe like he looked good is what yeah. I put. Like he did a good mm-hmm. job or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was talking about. And then Queen Animata, of course, always. Right. Yeah, she's good, man. She's gonna be if she keeps wrestling them, we're starting to see her more. So if she keeps wrestling, that's she's gonna fit in well with the with the women's division too. So if they get her in there. Um, I'm still disappointed that Sunny Kiss keeps losing. She needs to win more. <laughs> they they need to win more so this is me yeah off, but, man <laughs> but that's nor here nor there but it's good to, good to see sunny on tv so sunny yeah. is awesome i don't know what the deal is like why isn't sunny on there more it's so sunny has so much energy I mean, and excitement you could say that about a lot of their talent right now their roster True. has inflated so much in the last even eight nine months Plus whatever, you know, it grew exponentially the year prior as well. So it's like they don't, there's a lot of people that don't get TV time, but the stuff they're giving us is great. You know, I can't think of stuff I want to see eliminated other than that thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the Brandy Rhodes and uh, uh, the, the uh, what's her name? Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, other than that, that's the only thing I can think where they wasted TV time. I so wish Sunny Kiss though could be on more. You're absolutely yeah. right. Just because Sunny has a good mix of power and strength, and then like a uh, great uh, stage presence, and then the also uh, because um, all the ac- like all that athletic stuff. So it's like strength and athletic stuff, and always like very fast moving. And I think Sunny Kiss's ass should have its own Instagram because it's like two strong boulders that are like muscles <laughs> that are amaze me. I don't even know how you work those glutes like that. I need to take some workout tips, but yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And then we roll into Wednesday night and the greatest intro I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I don't think I I was crying. I was literally had tears in my eyes. I couldn't catch my breath. I was I mean, ask Tammy. I just I couldn't even breathe. I was just laughing so hard. I'm sure. (laughs) You're doing it now. You can't even talk. I know he loves him. He loves him. He is him. That's why that's his that's his alter ego. You know this, Chris. It's the fucking best. He comes. It was the it was the greatest. It was hilarious. Dude, just when Wardlow was walking out with the cutouts, I was fucking dude. And here's the funniest shit, man. A couple months ago. We were in my office. We were talking about, hey man, uh, what would you do if you won the lottery, right? And I'm and I'm fucking around, you know. I'm just being a smartass. I go, I would make people carry me around in a chair, 
I would said that to him. <laughs> there comes fucking MJF getting carried in a chair. I was dying. He's coming. Really, you, I mean, you really are him, essentially. Yes. <laughs> this is if, if, if Rafe won the base playing awards of the year. This is, this is his entrance. Oh, I was dying. Oh, I couldn't. I mean, I'm dying now. I just couldn't. Yeah. Even, I couldn't even catch my breath, man. I just. Yeah. I mean, it was the greatest fucking intro ever in the history was, of I've seen. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> and then when he made out with that girl, I was like, "Oh, I hope that's his girlfriend." And then I looked up; it was. <laughs> I was like, that was so over the top. Thank God it was his girlfriend, man. That yeah, would have been so like y'all had to be subjected to that. They would have me tooed him right out of the fucking <laughs> ring. <laughs> I mean, it's like, holy shit. Oh, whew. that was the best. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, I have nothing else to say about that unless you guys want to add in. Just you don't have anything else to say about everything after and stuff, too? Oh, oh absolutely. But it was just like, just that intro was so great. Okay, I think it we was, should let Chris go now. I, no, I, don't I mean, I, I don't really have yourself. much to say. I don't really have much to say other than... Because oh, you, you know, don't have your notes. <sighs> about the intro part, like, yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was different. I haven't... That's like some... It, it felt very much like late 80s wrestling. Yes. Um, it was very, like, super gimmicky. But it was really fun, though. It was entertaining. Um, the cutout part with Wardlow. Oh. And Wardlow, <laughs> see, this is this is my issue. All right, what's your Wardlow's issue? Wardlow's involved in this thing still. Right. Yes. I, 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 I feel like I have to give up hope on this dude because mm-hmm. I thought they were going to do something with him and it was going to be this thing. And now, like, it's going, it's taking too long. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, he's still doing the same stuff. Like, we're still at the same story we were at two and a half months ago. Like, nothing has changed, really. They're going to do it at the pay-per-view. I know it. Which one? Revolution? Yes. Yeah, but we say this every week. It's going to be this. I know. I heard this the last pay-per-view, I think. No. Are we pay-per-views in for this? No, no, no. This is the first pay-per-view of the year. Well, there was the one... No, this is the first was one. The there one was, was something special, Chris. I know what you mean. Pay-per-view. It was Battle it was of the Belt. That's what Battle, it was. Of, Battle of the Belt. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a pay-per-view necessarily, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do it at the pay-per-view. Because think about it. So he comes out, right? And MJF does his thing. And then Punk comes out. And FTR challenges him. And then, you know, he's like, all right, I got a tag team. I'll, and it, it can't be Darby or Sting. So they're... And then... If I win, Punk's like, if I if you win the match, MJF says, anytime, anywhere, we'll wrestle again. So you know what they're doing. They're setting it up for the pay-per-view. Of course. I mean, it's right there. And Warlow's going to be there. Some shit's going to happen. And then that's where, I mean, people were screaming for Wardlow to turn that night. They were. They were screaming at him. They were chanting his name. They wanted him to turn that night, and he didn't. So I think it's coming on the pay-per-view. But that's that's just me. I sure hope so. I, I sure hope you're so right. Too. 
I mean, I hope so too, because we all want to see Wardlow b- breaking out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting out okay, of that. But we're whole- not going to talk about it anymore now. Let's move on. It takes right. up too much uh, our precious airtime right now until something. Well, hold on. New hold on. One second, real quick. Um, can I just say, I was very confused watching this thing. I watched it like two or three times trying to figure it all out. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like, wait a minute, who's challenging who for what to do what now? Because there was like, how many challenges were there within that, like, what was it, 15 minute? Like, there was, it was like, well, I challenge, and I accept your challenge, and I chat, and then, and then, I'm not sure who's fighting next week the first time I watched this, okay? <laughs> so I watched it again, and I watched it again, and I was like, okay, I get it. But man, that was really, like, why did they do it that way where it was like so many changes of, well, I want, if I get a rematch with Wardlow and then the, and I, yeah, I, that I was confused because I have a simple mind and I watched that twice. I think before I was like, okay, I think, (laughs) I think I know what's happening now. (laughs) Well, seriously, (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It, it, it was very confusing. Like, and then FTR steps up and they're going to challenge. And then, and then MJF says, if you win this match, then I will fight you anywhere, anytime, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, okay, so what's next? So then you just got to kind of wait for the, for the night to move on. So, yeah. But, but then after that, Andrade, Sting, and Darby had the meeting. And I thought that that was just, he I don't finally know what got his boss. Yeah. <laughs> I finally found his boss. He finally found I finally found your boss. Your boss. Oh my god, that was the greatest line ever. <laughs> and then Sting like Sting does the whole like uh didn't you tell this guy already? I, I'm pretty sure I saw it. And it <laughs> oh my god. I don't know how Andrade is doing this without like laughing his ass off. Neither do I. I mean that was that was killing me. That was funny. What did you think of that, Tammy? It was fun. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went into the Blade versus Wardlow. Now, I thought this was a really cool match. I like the Blade, and I don't think people give the Blade enough uh, credit where credit is due. He's a great wrestler, man. I mean, period. And he brought, and the cool part about this was that Wardlow had to really kind of go the distance, you know? Yeah. He had to go to distance. He had to show, like, that he had uh, some stamina and that he could go a couple rounds in the ring. And that he's got just more than one move. And so, and that was, I thought that was a perfect way to do it because I think the blade matched up really well with him because the blade's got a lot of good moves too. And the blade can, he's very athletic and he can flip off the ropes and do a lot of that shit too, which of what I've seen in those past matches. So, um, you know, you know, obviously Wardlow showed his power and he, that one overhead throw was sick. He, you know, he almost pitched him out of the fucking ring on that one. And so, um, but I thought it was really cool, man, because it really kind of pushed Wardlow to that extra mile, which is going to have to happen if he's fighting these other wrestlers, especially if he's like, he does another match against Punk or he tries to do anything with Danielson or anybody else that's more of a technical wrestler. Wardlow's going to have to have his shit together for this to be able to like, to, to, to have a convincing win or a convincing loss for that, for that matter. So I don't know, Tammy, what was your thoughts before we get into Chris's opinion on it? No, go ahead and get into Chris's opinion. I don't really have anything to add. I mean, I feel like you covered it. Okay. What do you think, Chris? 
Well, I mean, it was it was nice that Wardlow had to go the distance, like you said. Um, I think that that for me was like, okay, maybe they are building him a little bit. Maybe they are going to do something soon. Um, it, it was it was nice because we've seen so many squash matches. Yeah, um, so many. I like I was gonna I was gonna try to go back and figure out how many I saw that I could remember and I got over like 15 and I was like okay I need to that would be like serious research to write down how many it's been like that but um yeah it was good to see him doing that I hope they're moving forward with him soon I I was impressed with Wardlow and his physical like just the fact that he can just throw somebody around like that um but then later on in the evening, I was like, wait a minute. Now I remember there's other people that do that too, but we'll talk about that shortly. Yeah, no problem. So then after that, we went to the Penta promo where they show Penta going through the grave, dragging the shovel, and then digging up the mask. Now, yep. I did not understand that, really. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know, Tammy, did you get any of that? Or do you well, remember whose mask that? was it? it? It was Penta's mask. It was his. Oh, but he then brought I don't get it, it. He dug it up from the grave, so I didn't get Is it. Is he now, reborn again from the the devil or the hell or something? No, no. Chris might seems like he knows. I, I think, with the Chris, grin I think on we face. need to hear Chris's thoughts on this. All right, go ahead. So the biggest theory right now, based on what you see, is that he is going to revert to. Uh, a different version, an older version of his character, which he did in Lucha Underground for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the time, I think it was Pentagon Dark. Uh, but it's like it's you know how normally his his suits and stuff all have like very like um, high contrast kind of uh, designs, where it's yeah. like a very light color, like a silver or a gold or something like that on a black. Yeah. Um, and he does yeah. the white makeup and stuff. Well, the Pentagon Dark character was basically just like stealthed out, all black, like. And his, even his face paint was mainly dark. Um, and it's just kind of more like a, like a, like a darker side, I guess. Uh, even though I, I don't really feel there's a huge difference in the styles. Um, I kind of think he always sort of wrestles the same no matter what character he is. But he does get a little bit more vicious, I guess, if you really analyze it. Um, yeah. So it's, we're looking at something that's been done, but it's been a very long time. And it was not like... It's not something that you would associate him with now. And I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see if, if, if it becomes the same sort of character. Um, yeah. Now do, so, you, yeah. now, do you think that this character goes to the House of Black or do you just think that this is a, another revenge thing like Pax was? I'm, so I have a weird theory about the House of Black stuff right now and the spit and everything. Um, what if what if just going through this process just turns people heel? You know what I'm saying? Like, hmm. and that's the basic way of saying it. like, what if it just darkens everyone's character? Maybe maybe they don't go House of Black. Maybe that's not what we're what the end game is. Maybe it's just maybe he's just changing people's character. Like, maybe it's that simple. Yeah, maybe it might they're be. not. Maybe they're not all going to be together. Um, I don't know. That's a good yeah. theory, though. Go ahead, Tammy. Um. I was kind of thinking along the same line as Chris with an additional, eventually they do all show up together at one point later on down the line, unexpectedly. Like they all do their own thing. Like Chris said, they're darker, but eventually one day something occurs. I don't know what yet, where they all show up together. Hmm. 
That could be it. That could be it. Only time will tell on that one, baby. All right. I so- mean, we're, we're seeing it with Julia mm-hmm. now. We're seeing it with Pac. We're seeing it now with Penta. Uh, we haven't seen Cody in a while. And Cody was like a, a earlier victim of this stuff when this all started. So maybe they've kept him off to pull him into this storyline. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. That's a good point. He was and hit with a few mist. More, there's a few more. Dante. Didn't he have black mist? I think there was a couple more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so a good maybe point. this maybe this thing is like the gift that keeps on giving, like the storyline that just spreads, just like the spit would, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. So then after that, we had Jericho with the inner circle meeting. <laughs> you know, proud and powerful were out late. And then, um, you know, uh, you know, they're, they get their typical argument, right, coming up. And then Sammy gets in there and he throws his inner circle jacket down. I don't know how I really felt about this. Tammy, how did you feel about this whole thing? I don't know. I'm just not invested in it, really. You're not invested in the whole inner circle? I like all of those wrestlers, you know, separately. I think we've already touched on this exact thing already, like a bunch of times, how how we feel like, yeah, we don't like seeing them all break up. We don't like the way that they're doing it, but we understand that some people have to do their own thing and this is a way that they're doing it. Not not the best way. They could they could be a little dig a little deeper and do a little better. So that's all I have to say about it. I think we've covered it extensively already, actually. Chris, I have one thing I will add to all of that because you're right. We have talked about it before. Um, so Sammy has already done this whole I quit thing, um, mm-hmm. and for me this is repetitive now. So that was the only thing I was kind of disappointed in. Other than that, I thought it was cool. I, I really enjoyed uh, Santana talking. I love him on the microphone. Yeah. He was good on the mic, man. He really did. Well, I mean, I thought he was great on the mic. I've never heard him yeah. talk on the mic. So that was the first time I heard him talk. So that was pretty awesome. And, you know, Jericho always has his lines and he's just like, Jericho's like every lead singer in every band. He's like, starting to get really cringy though, man. Like yeah. some of his stuff, I feel, I'm like, and I'm a big Jericho fan, so some of the stuff now I'm watching, I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Well, the line he had on Rampage was even funnier. We'll get to that. So, anyway, so then they had the Rapongi Vice versus the Bucks uh, brawl segment there, and we had the introduction of Switchblade Jay White. So... That should be cool. I don't know. I don't really know much about Jay White, so I don't have Bullet Club, man. Bullet Club. I knew I knew he was part of the New Japan, and I knew he's yeah. part of the Bullet Club, but I've I've never really like taken any deep dive into it. I knew that you know Trent and uh, Rocky were part of that whole thing over there in Japan too, and um, I know that they wrestled the the, the Bucks a million times. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that match at Rampage, which I thought was a great match anyway. But we'll get into yeah. that. Um, curious to see how Switchblade comes around, and he he looks like a menacing character, so should be pretty cool. Um, what's your opinion on that, Chris? I'm excited to see it. Uh, he's been doing some stuff in Impact, so I guess maybe they're done with that for a minute. I think I can't remember how that ended, but that was recently. Um, and then Tony, I guess, did a couple. I I don't know if he was tweeting about it or what, but I read somewhere or heard something or watched something 
that said uh, he was like, yeah, I got I, I secured him Sunday. Mm. Um, and it was like, oh, OK, last minute is last minute, because I guess Tony was uh, he was saying how he kind of butchered his own like definition of what the forbidden door is. Right. Um, so so then he was like, yeah, uh, I guess none of this makes sense. And so he just did what he could for like an extra surprise. Um, yeah, I thought cool. it was cool, man. It's, I think he's going to be great. He's going to fit in with a lot of the stuff that's happening right now. Yeah, that's cool. And then after that, we had um, – so then what came next was Isaiah versus he is limitless Keith Lee. And now I about shit my pants when I watched that man wrestle. I was <laughs> – I've never seen him before. But, man, when he was standing there – and jumped from a stand and jumped over the top of Isaiah Cassidy, a 349-pound man, I shit my pants. I was like, holy shit, who is this guy, man? He was amazing. He threw Cassidy like, (laughs) dude. Oh, that was one of the most entertaining segments probably one of the most entertaining matches of this week and all of them were good so for that one to be that entertaining that one was a whole nother level of entertaining i mean i cannot wait to see him wrestle everybody else in aew like everybody else i don't know who's gonna fuck with him man dude it's like wrestling a a boulder or something holy shit Tammy, yeah. what, what did you think of, of Limitless Keith Lee? Oh, I thought he was a delight. And I loved his chill vibe, his smiles. He looked like he was having the best time. He looked like the greatest person in the whole wide world that you just want to hang out with. That He's just, to me, it, like joy. That's what I felt. And that's, and I just, I loved, he is another type that I haven't seen. Like we have big guys, but he was totally different than the other big guys. Yes. So it's cool to see a new type of wrestler that has a little bit of a different body type with a slightly different, unique skill set. You know? Yeah. Yes. Chris, you're chomping at the bit. Talk about well, Keith. So I already, uh, I'm very familiar with Keith Lee. Um, I'm super stoked. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go into like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, the, uh, there's there's a, like a billion reasons I love this guy, uh, and and he's just a fantastic performer. He's like top top level, so good. You know what I mean? And and the whole thing about being a dude his size and doing these things, it's unreal. The fact that he's like that confident and that like badass when he does this stuff i mean he's just uh there you you can't ask for like more uh realism in a character than somebody like keith lee because we're talking about a giant man that goes and does these like amazing and then still is so athletic and can do like crazy stuff off the ropes and stuff like i'm like i said i'm very familiar with keith lee so i could talk a long time I'm so excited to see him. He looks super happy. I'm so happy for him. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens next with him because all of it's going to be good. Oh, it's it's, it's going to be brilliant. Just, I mean, I felt like when I was watching that match, I really thought I was watching a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And and I was like watching a giant 
wrestle, fight somebody in some like crazy ring, like escape from New York type of style movie. I mean, it's what really what it felt like. And it was just, I just, it was great. <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is fantastic. I'm like, how are they going to up themselves now? AEW exactly. keeps cranking up the ladder. Like, like, you know, that's why we have to expect those weeks that may not be as good as these, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like hard to like wrap your head around it. So, but yeah, it's cool. It's going to be fun, fun down the road. Then we had the uh, DMD TR no DQ match promo. And then that went in. That should be we'll, – we'll, we'll talk about that when that gets there. Uh, the Sammy cards, he had his cards going. I can't even remember what were on the cards. Who cares? Uh, yeah. I don't remember now. Nah, nobody even so cared. not important. It, it wasn't it that great. It didn't feel important at all. That's uh, what my notes said, by the way. It says, I don't need these cards. <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> but uh, but right. I thought it was but they listened to you all because didn't you mention cards should be at the um when they make you do the picture in picture so I thought that was great yeah. timing and that's when they use them and that's I was saying that's awesome that they do that so I'm glad that that's I'm it's I mean if that was a segment that was during regular TV time I don't think anybody I don't think it would slide no yeah. not at all not at all so then we came out and we had FTR versus CM Punk and everybody was biting their nails on who the who CM Punk's partner was going to be. And then out comes the wild man himself, John Moxley. Were you surprised? Let me ask you that, Chris. Were you surprised it was Mox? Yeah, for sure. How about how about you, Tammy? Were you yes. surprised? I kind of I kind of Yeah, I think I was a little bit surprised, but then kind of not surprised cuz like that would have been that's like a great pairing and it's like yeah. it kind of makes sense um what did you think of the match overall chris i mean there was a lot of great stuff in it um so these these two is a tag team i actually i really dig it uh it was cool i just it's not something i'd want to see like all the time you know what i mean Right. I, I just right. like Mox by himself, I think, more than anything else. And 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 it, like even with Eddie Kingston and all that stuff that they did together. Um, and plus I've seen him do a bunch of tag stuff before. I just think he's he's just much better on his own. I think everything about him plays better uh when he's on his own. I think this was a fun, um a fun thrown together type of match. I don't ever, I don't expect them to ever be really a tag team. Cause they're just, right. they're just like, like you said, they're just two, they're two individuals that that's not going to work as a tag, but you know, from time to time, a little sprinkling a little bit of seasoning on top of the wrestling that's that works really well. And I thought that that was really cool that they did that. And Mox was of course out of control. What did JR call him? Jar said he's a four-wheel off-road vehicle. That's what he called Moxley. That's what I thought was great. I was like, that's the greatest line. Uh, Tammy, that's such a JR line. It's such a JR line. Tammy, what did you feel? How did you feel about that, that match? I'll just read my notes. Oh, yes. Let's hear the notes. I haven't read my notes yet. I'm trying to read, see if I can read them. Some of these, I'm not sure what it even means, but here. Um Mox is taking care of FTR. Double DDT on FTR. CM did some flying with Moxley, finishing off with a suicido. And this doesn't make sense. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Some brutal fishing off on a table? I don't know. 
Nobody was fishing. Is there a move called fishing? This had to be some kind of weird moment where I was high and I wrote the wrong thing because I have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, so there's some brutal fishing with a table involved. And then CM and Mox is in the stands. FTR throws Mox on a table. Dax choking Mox out and a lot of jumps on, on Moxley. CM Punk comes back to life while Mox is down. Punk gets, I don't even know what this says. H.2? H. With some device? Oh, maybe hit. I mean, that's what it was supposed to say. Hit with some device. H.2. <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's a new tag team or a new move. Um, That's funny. You heard it here first. With some some device by Cash Wheeler. So I never knew what the device was that anybody was getting hit with. I just put it was a device. Was it a radio or something? The ring bell. Oh. It was the ring bell, Tammy. And then Mox broke up a big rig? I put Mox broke up a big rig. Yeah, that was their move. It's called the big rig. Oh, is it called a big rig? Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just reading as I wrote it. Mox and Punk pull it off was the yep. ultimate consensus. And yeah, it was the GTS and the paradigm shift is what ended it for FTR. I will say this: this I thought this was I was I really liked the way Punk wrestled in this match. Agreed. I thought it like switched up a little bit. I think he, he was vicious. I think he picked it up. I think his rust is finally getting off of him from, yeah. from being out of the ring. Um, he's getting the reps in. And he looked he looked great in this match. Him and Mox looked great. And, of course, I mean, that has a lot to do with – but that has a lot to do with FTR, too. And people have to understand that. FTR is so good at what they do. Okay, why are you lecturing they, everyone about it? Nobody's saying anything bad about them. Who's everybody? I'm just saying. FTR You're like, everybody needs to learn their lesson about FTR. He's not wrong. There's a lot of but people. Nobody's arguing with you, Ray. There's a lot of people that don't get it. Oh, they really? Who are these yeah. people? I mean, I'd say FTR probably, even in AEW, I'd say probably maybe they have a 50-50. Like 50% of people think that like they get it. And 50% of people are like, why are they even here? I'm yeah. sure. I guarantee you. Like them, can... But we're not supposed to. Yeah. Right. But, but it, it's more of like a, they're not good wrestlers sort of a thing. And like, they're amazing. And the whole thing is they lose a lot because they sell really well. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like they, they don't, this is a scripted outcome. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, oh, they lose so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's their job, bro. Like they go in there and they kill it. And lose really well, and you think they're gonna win every time because they're doing their job. <laughs> Guess what? But they do win. Absolutely right. Sometimes. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you backing me up on that. I mean, I want people to know that FTR are fucking great wrestlers. Well, why didn't you buy I their agree. shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees then? Because you support them so much. You didn't, did you? No, I didn't. Tell everyone whose shirt you bought. Uh, what do you mean you can't buy everyone's shirt well i want to <laughs> I, no, wish I, could. I got i have buy everybody 
<laughs> I, I have a House of Black shirt, and then I've got a, a AEW horoscope shirt. Okay, well, I I fully expect before the year is out that you sport a FTR shirt because you believe in them so strongly. Fine, I will. I'll buy an FTR shirt and I'll wear it. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. There are. Oh, I don't look at them. I have no problem wearing an FTR shirt because they they do their job. Like just like Chris says, they get paid. They get paid for for losing. They're and, so good at losing, man. And they're so good at it. They, they make they, people look amazing. They do. And they made Mox and Punk look great. There couldn't have been a better pairing of that, of having that big match. Now, why they put that match within the storyline, I have no idea. It's just like another stepping stone to keep this MJF Punk thing going. It was fun. It was definitely fun. I loved it. And I, I mean, and they're I, a part of the pinnacle. It's not yeah, too far off. You it's know? not too far off. But, you know, I think it was a good way to, you know, get Mox back in the ring and have everybody seeing Mox because yeah. everybody wants to see Mox anyway. So, I mean, he's a, he, he was almost getting a bigger pop than Punk at that point. Really, yeah. he was. So I thought that that was really cool. All right. So let's move on. The next match was Jade Cargill versus AQA, which, by the way, AQA did get signed to AEW just recently. Um. Uh, if I were going to grade this from A, B to C, I would I would give this a C minus on the scale. I thought AQA was trying her damnedest to like really lift this match, and I think she did a good job. I think she's a better wrestler than Jade just because Jade doesn't have enough experience, um, and I could see why Tony Khan uh, signed her because she's really good. Uh, but it was just, again, this was just like an okay match. Uh, Tammy, how did you feel about this? I felt the same way. I mean, I, 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 there was no impression actually made on me by AQA. What does AQA stand for? Well, I mean, she did a great sling blade on Jade. She did a great but DDT But it's my opinion right now, not yours. Oh, I'm just kind of like, she did a wonderful shooting star off the top rope on her. She did a lot of good moves. Go okay. ahead. Do you have anything else to say? Is it my turn? All right. There, she made no impression on me. I'm going <laughs> to... Bye. <laughs> and let's see. It was a decent match. I think it went longer than it needed to. You think it went longer than it needed to? Yes, I did. I thought it was like... I don't know. It, it felt like it could have been resolved faster. That's what my notes say. Yeah. I knew. Is that a wardrobe change? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, you got to wear a ring if you're going to keep doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. We got to get him one. Don't you have, like, something <laughs> that would work? See? There we go. There it is. All right. Oh you go, Chris. Did you talk about this match yet? <laughs> I'm just getting fucking racked on by my wife. <laughs> so, go I got ahead. Some Which match are we talking about now? Uh, but you deserved it. I was talking Dang. and you were arguing with me about my own opinion. So... You know, where were we? Jade we're talking about AQA, AQA debut yes. against Jade. 
Okay. So, yes. Uh, AQA. Is that how you say it? I, AQA. I'm sure there's a pronunciation. I have no um, idea. Aqua. <laughs> Aqua, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was a valiant effort. Um, I think she did great for what she had to work with. I think Jade is definitely getting better. I've definitely seen improvement every match. Every mm -hmm. match, it's like just a little bit better, a little bit sharper, a little bit cleaner, a little bit better timed. Um, but it's like it's it's a really long process. I cannot. I'm still in shock that we have a title on somebody that looks this like fresh. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just very not ready to me it makes me um, angry actually because i feel like it like you said it makes it mean less and i'm a jade i like jade too she's she's an attraction and yes she deserves a title run at some point but they've got to like you've got to protect this character yeah that we're, we're pushing her as this she's a badass she's a steamroller it has to really look like that you know what yeah. i mean um yeah but uh, it was definitely an improvement um we're getting there i've i there was something i heard or read or something she's working with brian danielson now um i guess maybe for the last few weeks maybe longer i don't know but there's he's kind of i guess training her a little bit maybe just giving her tips i'm not sure what the what the extent is but if that's what's happening it's improving it um i hope they get her i hope she gets more involved with some old school wrestlers, you know, and, and kind of gets sort of the, the seasoned opinion of how a match should be laid out and how it should work and how, what timing especially is so important. And that's like, it's, it's something that it takes time to learn how to do, but you can get better if you really work on it and understand why things are timed a certain way. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to her future, but I wish they hadn't done all this so fast with her. Concur, concur. Same. Same, same, same. So then after that, they had the, uh, um, like, a Bucks Adam Cole promo. And then we got into the Serena Deeb, Katie Arquette, basically the five-minute rule. Like a beat-the-clock kind of thing. Like a beat-the-clock kind of thing. Uh, Tammy, well, I, I know you're, like, a huge Deeb fan. So what was your thoughts yeah. on this one? Love it. Badass. You should be the champion. That's what pisses me off. This woman is amazing. She's badass. She could do anything with anyone and she should have a title there. And so when you see people struggling that have a title and then you have a Debs in, 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 in your stable, then it just doesn't seem right. So I hope that she works her way into that. She is the professor. I love it. She did it, what, one minute. She destroyed. So I put five minute rookie challenge. Deeb destroys Arquette in one minute. And that, that was, was with her playing around. Yeah. She was purposely playing around and wasting time to do it all in one minute. So I thought it was fun. Chris. Yeah. I mean, I agree with all that, actually. Um, Deeb needs to be used a lot more and used more importantly. Um, in honesty, I wish that we had Jane Cargill working with someone like that because that that personality, that character, that level of talent, the timing in the ring, all of that is perfect for, for what needs to happen in the future. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. I mean, well, let me I, ask I, don't you know, this. I don't know why we were not. I don't know. It doesn't make sense that they have such a talented individual and they're not going with that route. I don't. Well, let me ask you this, though. But I think, you know, um, where do you think they're going with her? Serena's coming up a lot. Ever since she came back from her injury, she's back in the game. Yeah, she's on every week. So how they're using her and where they're going to take this, what do you think they're going to do? Tammy, what do you, where do you think they're going to take her? Well, I mean, and her promos are excellent. I think yeah. they're one of the best out of all the women's. They're so well-produced. She's really fierce. She has a very strong message that's consistent. Every single one of her promos, you're never confused. It's never like, what on earth is going on? And so um, I, what I'm hoping it is, is that she's coming in with her fierceness and she's going to take every single person down. Like she says, there's no one on her level. No one can beat her. And I want her to fight every single person there and prove that to everybody and get a title. I hope that's where this is going. This is where I hope it's going, but I just, I, I don't want to put too much hopes on it and be disappointed, but this is what they're definitely going for a title match with her. I, but I really believe I don't know which one, but I, I believe that, that, she is going that direction. So, but I don't want to get disappointed and put too much thought into it. But I mean, I don't know where else you would take someone like that. Right. You know, where else would she go? She thought she's not one to sit around and be idle. So. Where do you think they're going, Chris? I'm really not sure. Um, we're talking about somebody who uh, multiple decades, I believe now in, in the industry the business, whatever you want to call it. Um, I hope they do something that she really deserves. What she needs is a good title run. And maybe not with the, uh, what is it, the TBS championship? Maybe not that. You think um, the AEW? AEW wins? I think, I, think, I think she should have Brit's title right now. I mean, that's, that's the top game, right? Yeah. You give it to somebody like that. You let somebody have a run up to getting that off of her. You know what I mean? Um, that's how you build other people. Yes, she's doing everything backstage, I'm sure, with a lot of the performers training, doing whatnot, because that's just, I, from what I understand, that's the type of person that she is, is she just shares all of her knowledge and everything she can do to help because she loves it so much. Um, and that's fantastic. But, I mean, careers are only so long, right? Right. So... I don't know. I don't know how long you could put off something like this with someone of this caliber at this stage in their career. Not, not it has age has nothing to do with it. It's just kind of where you get and how badly your body can be burned out and things like that from doing this for so many years. Um, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Know. We'll see. So then after that, match we had a promo with the jung uh jungle Expre uh, jurassic express and the gun club uh, and then we got into one of the wildest matches in aew i've seen in aew for a while this was the texas death match who wants to start this one out tammy not me i'm still reviewing my notes on it chris yeah um I really love Hangman. Uh, I mean, it's awesome. It's but awesome. but but Lance Archer, this whole kind of newish 
Lance Archer that we've had for the last, I don't know how many weeks has it been now? Five, six, seven weeks, something like that. Yeah, about that. Um, it's, it's very intriguing and very entertaining. Um, and the fact that we're seeing another like mega huge match for Hangman is, is substantial to me because what we're doing with, with Adam Page, what they're doing with him is this guy's going to have a legacy now of these huge matches early in AEW's, you know what I mean? Like even being a thing 10, 15 years from now, if AEW is, is thriving the way it should be, this is going to be like one of the top stars from the early days. And we're talking about somebody that hasn't had these kind of big wrestling uh, moments and um, maybe, maybe doesn't get the recognition because there's, there's never that point of, like, huge spectacle with him. Um, and I think Lance Archer obviously is – this to me, this kind of – it didn't hurt him, uh, but it made me feel less threatened by him, I will say. Like, I don't I – don't, he doesn't seem as unstoppable now as he did before. Uh, and I don't know if that was the right call right now with him being kind of fresh still back. Yeah, I liked it. It was an insane, crazy match. The whole barbed wire around the arm with the, the top rope gone, and then he did the he did the buckshot lariat over the ref and all that and through the table. That that was so innovative and so crazy. But I wonder, like obviously Hangman's benefiting huge from this. I don't feel like Lance Archer is benefiting how he should from this match. I, I agree with a few of those points, but I also want to interject and add this into it. Um, they want to they show that Hangman Adam Page has got the toughness. And the way that they ran that match, I feel that it was a convincing way to beat a monster. All right? And that Adam had not only had to use his power, but he had to use his brain to beat him. Yeah. And I think that um, that's what they're illustrating with him as being a champion, that not only does he, number one, <clears throat> he's got the stamina. Number two, he's got the techniques that he can hang with an Omega and a Danielson. But now he's got the brains to beat an opponent that is much bigger than him. Excuse me. <laughs> so I think that they laid it out perfect. Even though Archer came across as this monster, that's the build. That's the tension. You could see it in Adam uh, Hangman's face that like, I'm scared to do this. So I've got to, I've got to come up with a technique. And that technique was perfect because they didn't even start the match. He starts beating his ass and he throws him through the plate grass window. That's like, that's like a sneak attack. If he didn't get that upper hand early on, it, they could have scripted that match completely differently. You see what I mean? So that's why I think that, you know, I don't think Lance Archer is going to be less than the crazy monster he's going to be. He's going to rip through other people and try to go get another shot at it. I have a feeling. But – because he's going to, you know, say, you got me this time, you got me this time, but I'm going to get you next time. And, and, and I'm not going to fall for the same shit that I'm, that he's going to expect for that. So I thought that, I thought that was, this was a great match. 
for both Archer and for Page. Uh, and I still think it gives Archer credibility because he basically kind of got outsmarted and, and, in a way, and that's how he lost. I don't know. What do you think, Tammy? What's your opinions on this one? I think you all both covered it. There's not really nothing more for me to add. I think you did a good job of that. And I thought it, it, it did make it plausible for, I was wondering how they were going to do that for uh, uh, Hangman to win over Lance. So I thought it all was a lot of fun and a lot of weirdness even with the like fork in the mouth and all that kind of stuff. So we got to see extra elements of, bizarreness of Lance's rage and monsterness and like you said saw the technique of thinking things through with hangman and I thought it was a lot of fun and I really like whatever you all both said I mean I would just be repeating the same stuff so and what did Chris what did you think of Adam Cole coming up at the end and putting the belt over hangman's shoulder I mean what else are you gonna do with Adam Cole right now huh (laughs) <laughs> is that what you think <laughs> so i i mean we're, we're, we're talking about a guy who's got he's got like a title destiny right in this company so it's not really surprising um i i wouldn't have i mean who else would they have done next this is a guy who's kind of right in that spot right now mm-hmm. uh i i don't think adam cole is gonna win if, if these guys get together? I think they're going to get together much sooner than later. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to – I don't think there's going to be a title switch. Uh, what did you think of Adam Cole walking in, Tammy? Any opinion on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> All right. All right, let's move on to Rampage, man. Rampage was started out really cool, man. I first of all, I'm very biased. I'll watch the Young Bucks wrestle seven days out of the week, so I don't really care. They can wrestle whoever the fuck they want, and I'll still love it. So I just love the Bucks. But um, I thought this was really cool because obviously it was kind of like igniting that old school New Japan wrestling type of thing, and they were bringing it to the U.S. and bringing it to a bigger audience and bringing it to well, not necessarily the bigger audience, but a U.S. audience. And, um, and uh, uh, you know, it, you know, all these guys, obviously, they're obviously, you can see, they're all such great athletes. And they've all been doing it so long. And they all know how to wrestle each other. And they all know how to lift each other up. And the, the, the um, coordinated moves that they do with one another, it's just like, it's like art. I mean, it really, it's really great. And, um, but it was really funny because, you know, they pulled Dan Housen out of the, out of the bottom and he comes and puts the curse on everybody. I can't wait to see Dan Housen wrestle. That's going to be fun. <laughs> it's it's going to be so great. Everybody loves him. And then Jericho says they're going to have a Rapongi vice party all over their face and ricky stark says i don't think i would use that terminology and i was was oh my gosh i wasn't expecting the bucks to win though i really thought that rapongi vice was going to win so i thought that was that was a nice twist for me at least 
I, and, but overall, I think it was a super fun match and I'm glad that bucks were, 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 you know, um, to see them period. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm not sure where they're going to go with all their story. They kind of left things. I, they kind of left that whole plot line with the tension between Bobby fish and Kyle O'Reilly. They just kind of left it alone for right now. So Kyle O'Reilly's doing uh, paternity leave right now. Oh, okay, okay. So that's probably why they got all that on hold. So yeah, it's like a little, a little cool down. Right, gotcha. What do you think, Tammy? What did you think of that match? Oh, I'll, I'll read my notes as well as I can. But honestly, they go, they start to go all around. So I, I'm not going to read them all. I don't know. You can't see them here. Can you? Um. Anyways. So uh, I put, this is fun. Orange Cassidy disappears and Danhausen appears to curse. Trent got rolled on his head. Coordinated apron slam. Always fun. Uh, coordination with Young Bucks. Interesting faux tag bit. So I said, Young Bucks are a clown show and I'm here for it. Romero rebounds. Well-matched teams. Super kick BTA for the win. Bucks win. Yeah, yeah. I had other notes, but we won't. They're too random and abstract. I wouldn't use that terminology. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think, Chris? <laughs> Man, the Young Bucks, it's so fun watching them wrestle. Oh, that's, uh, it's a joy. It's like you said before, like I'm biased. Like I, I would watch I would watch Young Bucks wrestle every show. Yeah. Like and not ever get bored with it. Um, the Pongi Vice was great. Uh, I don't know. I like Trent a lot. You guys know this. I'm not I'm not a huge Rocky Romero fan, so uh, it was cool with Orange Cassidy out there in the under the ring thing, and then Danhausen came out. I'm this whole Danhausen thing is great. The problem is it's such a better character. Like he's such a better character than he is a wrestler. Once he starts actually having matches, if if they do that, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll just keep him as a character. Like his injury will heal up and everything, and he'll be fine. But he'll still just be like this weird random side guy. That'd be cool because I mean his wrestling is okay. He's not. He's not like he's not the Young Bucks. You know what I'm saying? He's not right. Orange Cassidy. He's not. He's not. There's not enough there in ring work wise. Like talent, yes, but his actual like matches just don't hold that kind of high caliber. So this this interesting stuff that he can do on the side is going to be what's best for him. Um, but yeah, I mean we're talking about like you said, this is where they're rehashing stuff that they've done in other promotions uh in in america too probably i think um yeah yeah i i wouldn't complain about this match it was a cool way to start the show uh and it was actually maybe better than uh maybe you don't agree with this you guys might not but i thought it was maybe better than the jurassic express match as like a tag match Uh, yeah i'm i'm leaning that i lean that way too i i had a couple of notes on that myself so yeah um, so then after that, we had, we got the Hobbs versus, uh, Dante Martin qualifier match is what's going to happen. So that's, you know, we'll see. They've been, they've met before and they've had matches before. So that should be interesting. And then we got Brian Danielson speaking. And while he was talking, Matt Seidel comes out with the Moriarty and that turns into, uh, Lee and Danielson for Wednesday night. So, um, I, re- I literally wrote down, you shouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> exactly. uh, I, I mean, Lee is going to get his the shit kicked out of him and definitely learn a lesson. 
we'll see how that goes with the storyline with all the things that he was saying that he wanted to recruit all those guys so that he could be the leader of AEW along with Moxley. So we never kind of got a conclusion to that. So I guess we're going to have to wait on that one. So we'll see. So then after that one, we got into the, uh, the Robin Renegade versus Britt Baker. Now the non-title match, explain the non-title match to Tammy. Cause she doesn't, she gets at, she, she got real pissed at the non-title match. <laughs> yeah. But can I explain that first? Yeah, of course it's you like, can. If I'm a champion and you beat me, then I'm obviously not a champion of everything anymore, regardless if there's a freaking belt or a title or whatever. So I don't understand this. If I can be beat, then I'm not the champion. I don't care what you call the match. So what? what's the point? Okay, <clears throat> now that's how I feel about it. So Chris, see see what, if what's you can your straight on this. I actually, I tend to agree. Um, I think if a champion is fighting, the title should be on the line. Um, I, I'll watch a match if there's no title on the line, but like it takes the gas out of the whole thing before it even gets going. Yes. Um, and Robin Renegade, especially like at least make it, make it a title shot. Like, okay, don't let her take the title, but make it a title shot, make it important. Um, why, why have a match like this? If there's no stakes, you know what right. I mean? Well, I think Robin did a great job. Um, I think I think that people wanted to see uh, Britt Baker wrestle. I don't think she's wrestled in a bit. And, you know, of course, at the end, that was setting up the Thunder Rosa deal against Mercedes Martinez again. So that was part of your program. Now, I like the fact that Jamie Hayter and Mercedes Martinez are kind of like at odds. And um, I'm hoping that Jamie whips her ass, but we'll see. You know, but I'm biased, of course. Um, what does that tell you? Like the the best part about this match was all that stuff at the end. It didn't was even the have end. anything to do with the actual match? Yeah, I mean that's that's true, and that's it, it. Was kind of like it felt like that match was more filler for the setup for the for the uh, for the next match for that you know the the Thunder Rosa Mercedes Martinez match. What did you think, Tammy? What's your thoughts? Wah, wah, wah. I mean, I like to, I really like to watch Britt wrestle. So I always enjoy seeing her wrestle, but this was just boring until it got exciting when Thunder came out. Then I was awake again. The other one, it wasn't, it wasn't that exciting for me. And I really, Britt should have just taken out Robin really quickly. I think it, it went too long um, for who was fighting who and or wrestling who do we call it fighting i don't know is that something you're not supposed to say in wrestling you, you say you wrestling could, it's fine you could say that does it matter is there like bad manners okay anyways um then uh thunder came out and 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 i loved how she took out rebel on the way too yeah she did <laughs> i love that and attacked Brit and all that like that to me was more exciting than the actual match the actual match was not exciting to me and maybe I was just negative because I was it was a non-title thing but I also just felt like having someone be a newcomer and you're the champion then that should have been a one minute match <laughs> right so that's how I felt about it all right then after that we had the uh, legit versus uh, Chris Statlander promo that was a little bit better. That was a better of the of the bunch on that promo. Better for uh, who? I mean, better overall. Uh, it was a little bit more. 
Legit was better, not Chris. Not that great. They need some work on getting that done. The match is probably going to be a hell of a lot better than their promos. (laughs) So, because they're two very powerful wrestlers. And so I think it's going to be fun to watch that. So, yeah. And then after that, we got into the Hook versus Blake Lee. Now, here's the thing that I don't understand. Blake Lee was supposed to be this star pupil student. They didn't give the guy an intro. They didn't barely talk anything about the guy. All you seen was Edward Scissorhands come in the ring and kick this dude's ass all over the place. Edward Scissorhands isn't violent. I don't understand. I don't understand. And maybe I'm not, maybe I'm just because I'm an old piece of shit that I don't understand this. But I don't get it. I think Hook has got some good moves. I enjoy watching his moves. But this whole thing that they got going on around him, first of all, he's only ever wrestled on Rampage. Number one. Oh. Hook. Oh, yes? Only. No. He's never. We've Wait. never. Wasn't he on Dark once or twice? No. When? Right towards the beginning when they started putting him on TV. Nope. Rampage. Did you verify your facts, Reed? No, but I will. Confidently. Uh-huh. I am saying it very confidently. I've because never seen looked, him on dark. Because you I've looked it up? He, he very well may be right. I, I will look it up. Okay. He's only wrestled on Rampage that I've ever seen him wrestle on. Okay. Um, He does have great moves. He does. Uh, But this guy, but why did they hype this up like this is QT's pupil student and it was just like i mean you should you could have just you know dressed the guy that sells the concessions and thrown him in there and have him get his ass kicked and it would have been the same thing oh wait a minute that would be a brilliant storyline actually (laughs) i mean seriously the guy that walks up and down selling bud lights could have yep. just gone in there and, and I want that to happen now at a show. I want the guy selling the the, the Bud Lights to rip end his up jacket off. Yes, I do. Please let this happen one day. He's got his tray, you know. He's what the problem <laughs> <laughs> throws it at him, <laughs> throws the, all the beers at him. <laughs> yeah, uh. I want to see Hook wrestle somebody legit. You know what I mean? Not like Serpentico and this <laughs> fucking clown. Come on, man. Wrestle someone that could actually probably kick your ass. But put, put fucking Archer in against them. Let's see how fucking Hook is. Hook will fucking have a fork up his asshole. And he's shooting out his nose by the end of it. Right? <laughs> Right, it's like whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for real. I'm getting sick of this oh. fucking shit. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> oh. Enough, enough with this nepotism. I, I, you know, I'm done. All right, great. All right, here comes Hook. All right. <laughs> Was he going to beat up some chubby kid in the crowd? I mean, whatever. <laughs> what? Right? 
This is what it's, this is what it's coming to. It's just like random dudes. Oh, God. Look how great Hook is. Sure. Listen, at least this week, it was a little more drawn out. We got a little more time. Was this his longest match? I mean, sure. This felt like his longest match so far. It seemed like maybe he wasn't just going in and destroying a random person this time. It's a little better than what we normally get, right? I thought he wrestled well. He does wrestle well. I wrote, I wrote down like maybe he's getting better. He does wrote, wrestle well. Blakely isn't impressing anyone, and Hook wrestled well. That was my only two notes for him. I mean, the thing is with Hook is, from a marketing standpoint, I understand it because he's young, and if he looks like he could have been on a teeny bopper show, like nine hundred two one zero, whatever they watch nowadays, that's the equivalent. That dude could show up on Nickelodeon tomorrow. River yes, to hell. And so you have young fans that are going to grow with you. You know what I mean? That are going to grow as you grow. So I could see that. And he's definitely, as a new new person, he's definitely a good beginner. Like, he's very good at the matches he's done. He hasn't looked unprofessional in any way, shape, or form. It's just that we don't understand. I think I don't understand instant hype. But that I understood it for the first time with Keith Lee, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know him. I don't have any history like you do, Chris. But I immediately was like, yes, I'm, I'm all on board. Number one, I'll, I'll have a sign for Keith Lee, like, tomorrow. So it's like, yeah. maybe that's what it is. And, and so if that's not your person, you don't get the immediate response. I generally like to have someone prove who they are to me before I'm all in. So that's why with Hook, I have no real opinion about him because I need to see what he can do. And as to what you all were saying, you know, I, he hasn't like, he's wrestling the vendor or whatever. He's not wrestling names. So if, if he wrestles a name and he does well, then he can gain everyone's respect, but he's not doing that, but other people automatically already like him. So I I don't, I think we're in the minority on how we feel about the whole thing, but from a marketing standpoint, He's a younger demographic and those people will grow. So, you know, and what I've noticed about wrestling fans is something I love about wrestling fans is that they grow with you, that you grow with your people. Like it isn't the latest trend, like how old Sting in his sixties, those people that loved him like 40 years ago, or I don't know, however long he wrestled still love him now. I don't know. I'm making up numbers here, people. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> he was wrestling when he was eight. <laughs> if he's 60 he would be 20 you see what i mean probably the same age as hook right right so I like you, i got you that is a whole lifetime of creating a fan so i understand like what the, you have to bring some of these younger people and then you have like fans that a decade later in AEW, they're still loving you they were there from the beginning with you you know so i get it you know you get younger people hooked in because you know, like, like Chris said, he's Nickelodeon ready. Just imagine a young kid. They're like, they would be all about hook. Right. I think our not getting hook is that we're old. Yeah. <laughs> because don't don't you, try to fucking... even though Chris has a track record with Keith Lee. So he's already know knows his ability. You and I, Rafe, we were like all in on Keith Lee in one second. You know, so the young people might feel that way about Hook. Is Dude, the I'm minute saying. they announced his weight, I was in on it. <laughs> he said 349 pounds. I said, this is going to be a fucking brilliant show right now. 
And then he leapt over the top of Isaiah Cassidy and I, I lost all of my innards. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. But hook, I could give a shit. You know, I wanted to you stuff know, that bag of chips point. up his ass. Fair, fair point. Very fair. I am in the middle. I thought he did well. I was I was also disappointed with the Blakely thing because we heard all this. It's my star pupil, blah, blah, blah. There was like totally unimpressed. I don't even remember what he looks like. No, they should have just put no body and it would have been fine. Nobody would have cared. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done talking about that fool. All right. Number seven, the last match of the night, we had the tag team, uh, the Jurassic Express versus the Gun Club. Okay. Ass boys. Ass boys. I'm sorry. Ass boys. Um, <laughs> I thought this. I thought this was fun. Asshole boys. Hmm? I thought the Gun Club did a great job against the Jurassic Express. Um, I think the Gun Club are better than than their personas are as far as their technique of how they wrestle and how they're perceived by everybody. Um, and was it better than the Bucks match? Eh, I don't think so. But, but again, I'm biased on that. Like I know you were, you were, you were talking about that too, but I really think that um, I really think that the Bucks, I, that this was a, a good match and it was a, well, it was a, it was an equal match and it was a lot of fun. What did you think, Tammy? So uh, what I liked about the gun club was they were serving some 80s tacky glam outfits and I enjoyed the hell out of them, especially the one armed thing. Like I put what on earth is Colton wearing with the one on? Yes, exactly. It wasn't even a sleeve. I know. It was like a half a sleeve and a bunch of chains. Yes. (laughs) I have never seen that at all, but it cracked me up. And so like, Definitely, I will never like ass boys as a slogan. Never. Okay. Never. That's but the point. If they could take that away and be their own thing, it would be nice. I would like it. But I love that they were just leaning into their 80s douchebaggery. So with their outfits. So their outfits really won me over. And um, I would like them to see do their own thing eventually, though, because on obviously now that I know the ass boys st- story, it's because uh, you know it comes from their dad. So, like, why don't you be your own thing? So, and uh, and then it was mentioned like uh, uh, like Luchasaurus was throwing Gun Club like the ass dolls. So maybe it's ass boys. I don't like, but if when we say ass dolls, oh, that's I right. think that better. Jericho said that he called them the ass dolls. Oh, who? I, I knew somebody said that. <laughs> and I just and I loved Lucha just throwing Colton around and um and then of course Jungle Boy finally got it done. I thought it was just a fun match. That's all. I mean, it's not award winning, you know, but it, it's uh it was fun. <laughs> Jer- and, and then you know that Ricky Stark statement could hold true with that last Jericho statement. <laughs> I wouldn't use that terminology, ass dolls. <laughs> Now that I think about it, you're right. That's really like. Yep. We won't even say. Chris, what did you think of this match? It was all right, man. Um, <laughs> Gun Club is just, I mean, they're they are just doing their thing, aren't they? Week after week, they're out there. Doing they're it. They're in like, they've got a storyline that's been hot. 
Um, they're they're getting better in the ring every week. It's it's getting more and more fun to watch them. They're starting to almost have like a significant like style that is kind of their own. Um, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm looking forward to see, you know, maybe a year from now where they're at in the landscape of the tag team division. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. looking and forward I mean, to seeing where their outfits evolve to. Yeah. And I mean, the thing with Jurassic Express, like, I don't know. I'm, I didn't feel like they needed to have the titles on them right away when they gave them to them. Um, and it, it's, it's like it only feels like a matter of time before somebody gets them. And it would have been believable for them to take those titles. Yeah. It would have been believable if the gun club took them. So it's like, you know, I mean, how much can you invest into that? I guess we'll see how it goes down the, down the line. I'd like to, I mean, I'd like to see who the Jurassic Express next, um, next opponents are going to be. I mean, if it's, if it's the, 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 the Knights of the black throne, it's over. Yeah. It's over. They're going to, they'll take them. I don't but understand I, why the Lucha Brothers run was so short. This is still bothering. Yeah, but they they've held titles longer than any tag team in history, Tammy. You gotta well, understand. I don't that. care we what just, they did somewhere else. Dead. I'm watching yeah. them now. Because Ray Phoenix's arm folded in half and they gotta like chill on it for a little but they bit. They didn't know that when they planned the match. Well, maybe they, the, maybe, maybe, maybe they maybe maybe they did. changed it when it happened. We don't know. We I don't. haven't heard anything about that yet. Normally you hear like a few weeks, maybe a month or two later, like, oh yeah, it was originally going to be this, but they definitely called it the other way. I haven't heard anything about that particular match about what was supposed to happen. It's like, right. they don't even, they're, maybe they're being careful about this because they don't want people to know that Jurassic wasn't supposed to get it or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel like it was supposed to happen when it happened. Right, that it was did. chaos, and then suddenly it was like, "Really? That's the end of this?" Yeah. yeah. How did they beat them? Right. Yeah. yeah. I totally and feel that now, way too. I'll never get over I mean, it. Even even if Phoenix can't come back for a little bit, can you imagine what would happen with Penta, Dark, and Pack against them? Oh, forget it. It'd be over, dude. Like no. in a minute, it would be done. So that's yeah. That's why I'm I'm. That's why I thought at first when they won that that they weren't supposed to win that. Yeah. That's and I still kind of feel that way. I still yeah. feel like they weren't supposed to win that. I think they had to win it just yeah. because they had to keep the run going. The, the match where they won it from the Bucks was so incredibly impressive and epic that it just felt like like it didn't feel right. Right, uh, it didn't it, feel it, right it, for it Jurassic to it win. It wasn't taken way. away with an equally impressive match. No, absolutely. and I like Jurassic Express. I love them too. I so think they're it's great. Not, it's not that I don't think they're good or anything like that, but it just didn't feel like the same amount of epicness, exchange of energy there. Yeah, you know, I and I think that I would like to see the champions have to be the whole package. You know what I mean? And I, what I mean by that is they got to be able to kick ass on promos they got to be able to kick ass in the ring. That's the whole package. Jurassic Express just isn't there yet with that. They're great. They're good in the ring, but they're just not there yet. The Bucks are there with that. The House of Black is there with that. The Lucha Brothers are there with that. You know what I mean? Pack and whoever he teams up with are there with that. Jurassic Express is not there with that. Same thing with Jade and the ladies. 
Britt's got the Britt's got the promos down, so she's the package. Jade's not the package, you know. You got to see the package, man. If you want to compete with the people up in New York, you got to have the package, man. I think all the women in the world agree that you must have the package. Yeah. (laughs) Not the terminology that I would use. (laughs) But on that note, that is it for this week's All Elite Murder Theater podcast. We appreciate you tuning in and we will catch you next week after we, we got everybody be ready. Rampage is on at seven o'clock on Friday. So be warned. It's not on at 10 o'clock this Friday. It's on at seven. Oh no. I don't have to stay up extra late to watch it. Exactly. So we will see you next week, everybody. Have a great one. Peace.